0: back to the Everybody's Soccer Podcast. This is your host, Bill Reno, and this week we have Stan Anderson returning. We're talking goalkeeper safety, uh, specifically if goalkeepers receive too many calls for dangerous play or if they don't receive, receive enough calls. Um, and this conversation is actually on the heels of an article from Paul Garner. And the title of the article, which is a little bit of a mouthful, it's called The Four-Letter Word That Threatens to Sabotage MLS Moves Against Goalkeeper Violence. And if you were to Google Goalkeeper Violence Paul Garner, you would see in a number of articles he's been very critical in the past uh, for years now uh, on goalkeepers not receiving enough calls in, in all leagues uh, across the world. And the reason why I want to talk about this article with Stan is Paul Garner, I don't think he has a goalkeeping background, but I do think he raises some really interesting points uh, and some things to, to talk about, um, especially giving an outside perspective just because you've never played the position. doesn't mean you can't comment on it. Uh, and so... We're talking about that. Um, if you want to go search the article, you may have better luck going to everybodysoccer.com, clicking the podcast link at the top. It may be in the menu if you're on your phone, and you'll see it there. Because, uh, like I said, if you search goalkeeper violence, you'll find a number of different articles from other years. So they're, they're all kind of sitting around the same point. You get some different examples in every article, uh, which you know may uh, give his argument a little more weight behind it. But if you want to go find that for extra reading, you're welcome to. If not. We kind of just jump into it, and you'll get a good gist of what uh, Gardner was kind of getting at. So, no worries there. But without any other delay, uh, here's Stan and I talking about goalkeeper safety. Um, so, there's a lot that isn't happening, but it's hard to say. Well, is that good or bad? Um, but yeah, it, it is tricky. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, here let's. Um, I wanted to get your your thoughts on this because I, I feel like most people I talk to are either on one side or the other, and, and usually there's there how much they've had uh, their background on goalkeeping typically sways them, from what I've seen. But it, it, there seems to be either one camp that says goalkeepers need more protection, and then there's another camp that says goalkeepers need less protection. So. Where do you fall on that line? How, or are you, are you smack dab in the middle right now, or where are you? You know, I
1: think it's, it's pretty situation-specific. Um, in particular, when I look at the, the Neuer one, you know, the, that video, and even seeing it live, you know, look, the, the, the right or wrong or whatever, but the laws of the game allow the goalkeeper to use his hands inside the box. And doesn't allow anyone else to use their hands inside the penalty box. 44 yards by 18. And that ball, as I saw it, was in the box. And the lines are, you know, uh, vertical from the ground. You know, they, they go straight up, and then it's interpretation by the referee. So that ball was in the box. The striker in particular, I can't remember his name, excuse me there, but he's not looking for Neuer's exit. And so that plays into his being hit. And for me, that in no way is Neuer's issue. In the middle of the park, if guys went up for the ball like that, it would generally be considered a fair challenge unless you went over the top of somebody or what have you. It would be a shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. That wasn't shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder, but that would that's what it would be considered, going up and, and banging for the ball. A goalkeeper gets too much leeway in certain situations without a doubt. They go straight up and another guy goes straight up and in the middle of the park, that would be just a fair battle and the goalkeeper gets the call because he was going up for
0: his hands and yeah, the right to the yeah. ball and that whole thing. And I think they get too much leeway there.
1: But there's enough times also where a goalkeeper really, really exposes himself in a dangerous, or herself, in a dangerous manner. And they have to be protected and there are enough times when a striker will go in blind or will go in not necessarily blind but will go in and turn their head take their eyes away from the ball with the intent of putting their bum or their hip or their elbows into the goalkeeper to see if i see if i get away with something yeah because it's risk versus versus reward for a striker they they commit a foul inside the opposing boxer oh well yeah no maybe i get it maybe i don't but you know, I, I think it's 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 kind of situation specific to be to be fair. If I were to go one way or the other, I'm going to protect the goalkeeper because you know
2: you, you can you can really get
0: hurt otherwise. That's a very uh, diplomatic answer of you not not picking either side of the other. But no, I, I think you bring up a, a lot of good points, especially about the um, you know, on kind of crossing situations. It's so easy to take a goalkeeper's legs out from under them. That you could yeah. topple them over, and, and I, you know, I, I think from what I've seen, for the most part refs are pretty good on that. And kind of like you alluded to, if anything, they're they're overprotective of times where they just jump up straight. It's just a you know a fifty-fifty ball. No one's leading into either, and the goalkeeper still gets the call when they probably shouldn't have. Um, but I I think that's the, the g- example you have in there about kind of hitting the goalkeeper's legs low. That's extremely dangerous. I feel like that's typically called. Um, I, I think another one that I always get a little nervous on is whenever there's it's either a slotted ball or maybe a low driven cross, and then a striker comes sliding in. Even if they keep their their toe down, just that force coming on the goalkeeper who maybe they they've dove into the play or they're just diving forward into the ball, and that striker's coming in hard. Um, you know, I that I think that's the one that probably makes me a little bit more nervous, just because I think that. You know, it's just so much force coming on that goalkeeper who's, in that case, kind of the opposite of the Neuer one. The goalkeeper's a little bit more blind there because the goalkeeper can't track both the ball and the striker that's coming on him at the same time. Um, yeah, your head is exposed. Right, yeah, definitely, definitely. And no helmets can help you. I mean, right. helmets
1: help NFL football players, so a soft helmet isn't going to help a soccer player.
0: Right, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's... it's, it's, it's politically correct or whatever about that the helmets i wish they did they might give you a little bit more bravery but at the end of the day they're not necessarily preventative
0: yeah 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 it's just it's kind of more of a maybe one to five percent help as opposed to like a, a fix all you know um, yeah so we hear the phrase a lot about um, whenever a goalkeeper goes up in the air and this i think this is probably the the bigger talking point for us but whenever a goalkeeper goes in the air, they bring up that knee, uh, and it's almost always said to protect themselves. So can you dive into a little bit of what that protection, what that means? Because I feel like that's just kind of a phrase that is thrown out there and just kind of assumed. But um, how, does, how does raising a knee protect a goalkeeper?
1: Well, too many young goalkeepers, and I would bet you there are enough goalkeeper coaches out there, some, I don't know how many, but there's enough, that will steer somebody to do that, to go up in the air and raise your leg to keep them away. And that's completely wrong. Um, Get your knee up. They'll stay away from that. No, that's completely wrong. The propulsion of lifting your, your knee is to get you up in the air. If you jump with two feet, it's like being underneath the basket in basketball. You jump with both feet, unless you're that seven-one guy. You might not be getting, be getting there. Yeah, well, you're not going to get the cross by jumping off of both feet. You're going to be able to uh, get further, higher, propel yourself a bit, lifting one knee and driving off that one leg, and using some propulsion with that thigh coming up to get you in the air, take you towards the ball, and then either catch or box depending on the traffic. So, for me. I hope I, that when a goalkeeper goes up like that, that's what they're using it for. And no other reason, like, you know, top of the box, on the ground, bouncing ball, gathered at the chest, oncoming striker, and someone lifts their leg. You know, I've seen it. Uh, it's not good. It's not right. Ball's in the air above your head going up to gather the ball your eyes should be on the ball and that leg should be should be up to propel you up and that's really its only purpose now you can start getting into the technical aspects about oncoming traffic and if someone is coming on my right as I'm exiting and I need to go up into the air for the ball my right leg should be going up as opposed to my left leg because when I open my left leg or lift that up, I'm opening up my entire cage, rib cage, mm. everything, to being hit. And my right leg would help prevent that, and it would also keep me in line for collection of the ball or boxing the ball.
0: I, and I, I think you, you hit on a, kind of a specific piece there briefly of you know the difference between basketball and soccer. You know, basketball—it's such a vertical jump as opposed to soccer. When you're as a goalkeeper, you're you're driving forward, um, and that's gonna that pro- you're gonna get that that propel there of driving forward in front of a slicing attacker. If you just dr- jump straight up. You know, I think we've seen it a million times where someone just jumps in front of the goalkeeper and heads it there. Um, right. But no, I, I think you, you bring up a really um, kind of unfortunate point of just I, I feel like I've I've heard the spectrum on the reason for bringing up a knee of protecting yourself or scaring someone else off or um, you you hit on the technical aspect, but also getting yourself up. And, um, you know, it's, I I guess there's there's more than one use for it, but it does, this does seem to be a lack of consensus on the, the reason why we're bringing up a knee in the first place. Um, and and even kind of, kind of even, you know, there's a difference between, your thigh coming up, I mean, it's part of your leg still, but your knee coming up and where you're making contact. If you're making contact on someone's body with your thigh, you know, that's obviously a much safer play than like a knee, uh, especially when it gets close to someone's head. Right,
1: right. You you know, absolutely. And and I don't, I wouldn't foresee unless you are a freak athlete getting your knee near someone's, near someone's grape. I just, I, I don't, you know, see the the necessity in that. Now, some will be able to get, to get up. I mean, look at what uh, the other day Buffon was able to do, and how high he got up, still at forty years old. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, you know, that's great. But I think rare is the time where a serve comes in, and we goalkeeper is the only one up in the air, and everyone else is stationary. You know. At the end of the day, you're finding most people are aerial, and uh, and now you're 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 not even flirting with your leg or your knee or your thigh or anything else near their dome. You're you're you, you know it's just not it's just not
2: physically gonna gonna happen. Um, but it it really should
1: just serve as that that the old school. There were enough people that thought. You know that's that's to, to keep people away from you, yeah. and and people would lift it. You know, and uh, versus either avoiding a, a confrontation, uh, going into a front smother away from it, instead of lifting your leg. Uh, you know, different things um, that are that are much much more modern day. Uh, two hands on the ball and just keeping somebody at bay. You know, once you've collected, uh, but you know, getting up in the air that, that the leg should. Should really, really, really just be there to help you get in the air because if you don't use it to get in the air, I think you're limiting how you're approaching. I mean, look at a layup. It, you know, a layup in, mm. in basketball yeah. to, get, to get up. You're driving a thigh up to, to to do that layup. You're not jumping off of two feet. Um, so enough of the
0: comparisons. But anyway, no, no, I, I, yeah, I, I think you're uh, you're definitely right there, and, and you know, with all the. And rightfully so. But with all the concussion awareness now, I think the position, especially this aspect, is starting to get uh, kind of reanalyzed. And so Paul Gardner, for example, he's been critical for the last three three years that I've seen, but I'm sure it's been longer, of goalkeeper collisions. Um, And I wouldn't say I agree with all of it. There's some stuff where, you know, there's two – Two grown men going up for the ball, and they collide, and it's it's more shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. Uh, I remember there was one with, uh, it was years ago now, but with Nick Ramondo, he, he comes out, and there's a smaller guy here, but he ends up just kind of trucking whoever, whoever was coming to the box. And, you know, there wasn't even really a knee brought up. He just comes in, and he punches the ball away. But the other guy's running in, kind of blind to goal. And it's kind of an unfortunate situation, but... You know, I, I, you kind of hit on a little bit earlier of, you know, when you're running in to goal. Like, yes, you're going to as an attacker. Yes, you're going for that ball. But you also have to know, hey, there's another guy trying to get here. I can't. But neither party can just leave themselves completely exposed. As uh, a so part of it's about protecting themselves. But I do think Garner is onto something with with the knee. And we we see most of kind of the injuries that are caused by goalkeepers, whether right or wrong it's typically with the knee. You'll see a lot of, on like 1v1s and a side out, that's typically a pretty safe collision. You know, the attacker goes up, whether it's a penalty, whatever. You know, he falls down, he can brace himself, he sees it coming. Um, but whenever that knee's brought into play, that one seems to be a little more dangerous. So for you, how, where would you say that line is on that knee being involved, uh, especially on aerial service, but just in general? Um, where is that line for you? Well, if that one's okay. Ooh, that one's probably a little bit too far. Yeah, I think
1: too far is a ball that is below your head. You're mm. you have no reason to lift your knee. Um, there's you know there's no real reason at all. I mean, even on a even on a driven ball that you may drive out hard to box in traffic. That's six, seven feet, you know, six between six and seven feet or lower even that you might catch. You might gather, but you might box as well or parry even Um, that one. You don't need a a knee up at all. But when you put the when you get the ball up into the air, you've really got to propel yourself. So, you know, I, I would I would dispute him all day. Uh, Gardner, in the sense of, you know, look, it's it's just as much my right to the ball as it is his, and that may mean some, that may mean where his dispute is. But at the end of the day, if I am a striker and I'm going in blind to a situation with a goalkeeper who has that right to use his hands and get up there as high as he can, there's no limit or law on that, and. You know, that person is simply jumping for jumping's sake. Rare, you know, the, the risk versus reward for a goalkeeper in the back with nothing behind them except a ball catcher. And, and, and we all hate those because, <laughs> you know, they, 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 that's, that's putting a goal on the board. You're very, very, very rare is a goalkeeper taking his eye off the ball. Right. In a situation
2: like that where it's in the air and they're looking to drive their knee
1: into an opponent. Uh, and I'm sure there's some, some pub leagues that have a, a guy out there that has a vendetta against somebody else, sure. but it, it, at a, in high level football, whether that be any of the leagues across the world, and I'd put MLS in there, whether that be you know, domestically, if we're talking USL or college, um, in the, in the PDL in the NPSL and, uh, UPSL and, you know, some of our other leagues as, as well, those, um, you know, at the end of the day, those, I don't think you're going to find that goalkeeper doing that because once you take your eyes off the ball, you're, you're giving up probably a goal for the sake of using your leg as a weapon or anything. I, I just don't buy it. I don't see it. I don't see enough goalkeepers doing that. I'm not seeing it in any of my viewing of games Social media games, teaching of goalkeepers, uh, present day anyway. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm not buying what he's selling.
0: Yeah, I, I I think the responsibility of going into the boxes on both parties, kind of like you're hitting on there of you know you can't just run into a situation and just assume on, on either end, just assume hey you can do whatever you want, and you'll be okay. Um, right. And, and this is really the one part of the field. Where you've got such a dynamic collision about to happen, you know you get tackles in the midfield, and you know some of them are pretty nasty. But for the most part, it's coming from a you, both both parties haven't reached their top speed yet. Uh, right. I mean, you do get some, but not not as many as in the box. It feels like so, um, and I think for and kind of talking about the ball being a little bit lower, that one makes sense uh, about keeping the knee down. Um, and I, I haven't. Even, I'll confirm this with you. Like I, I haven't seen either um, a real vendetta for for goalkeepers of. Hey, here's my chance to really hurt someone. You know that. I, I guess that could be someone's fear, but I, I've never really seen that happen uh, as far as a goalkeeper really taking advantage of some a situation like that. Um, yeah, and, and you know, look, it, it's it's unbelievable the the difference that happens in the box. A striker coming in. And only able to use his head and a goalkeeper coming out. He's got the advantage
1: of using his hands. And then the general feeling that the goalkeeper is going to get away with anything. Mm. And the striker not going to get, get uh, away with anything. If he touches the goalkeeper, you know, so that all those things exist that you're not going head to head like you are in the middle of the park. You're not going boot to boot like you are in the middle of the park. You're going hands to feet on a breakaway challenge you're going hands to head in a, in, a, in elbows uh, are flying in an aerial challenge, and then you even have knee to thigh or not knee to thigh, knee to midsection perhaps. Um, if you're going up strong for a ball in the air that you're you're obviously wanting to either uh, catch, bury, box, whatever it may be.
2: Uh, you know those differences that happen in the box, like you said. It's uh, it's 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 unique and it's certainly um, colli- collision possible. So yeah, All
0: right. Th- let me ask you this. I uh, so the situation with Neuer and I think that one's a very uh, unique, specific one for a number of reasons. That one, you know, Neuer is the one of the most aggressive goalkeepers in the world. So who else is coming out for that ball there? And then right. two, uh, I think it was Higuain who's got his back to goal. Uh, as a ball's falling towards him, so he's thinking, "Oh, hey, this ball's about to hit my feet here," um, as opposed to kind of a normal crossing situation. Um, it's on the edge of the, it's, it's inside the 18, uh, just barely, but it, you know, is there. So it's, it's, it's something I don't really expect to see again. But I, I think if Neuer, which he gets really close, which he doesn't, but I think if Neuer lands his knee on Higuain's head there, yeah. I, I think we see a law change simply from. I, I think we, we don't see anything from it because it's, oh, hey, that's that's a good play by Neuer. He comes out strong. Higuain's okay. You know, he's a little rattled, but, you know, he walks away from it. Um, but I, I think that collision there is inches away from being a really devastating um, blow on Higuain. Just from how close that knee gets. The knee's pretty high. It's not, you know, it's not extremely high, but it's, I mean, it's high up there. Neuer ends up getting a little bit more of his thigh on uh, Higuain's kind of high back, uh, right under his neck. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the law changed in the next five, ten years. Not only from all the concussion stuff, but probably from I would assume a more high-profile athlete really getting hurt on a dangerous play. Sure, sure. Right. The
1: whole concussion thing. Completely agree. Our sport is is in waiting for what's gonna happen you know, in, in relation to how things have happened with the NFL. Um, and how we, you know, deal with the ball in our head the deflections that take place and choosing to head a ball, you know, seventy yards away and and seventy feet high and it comes at you it rocketed and the shots that come in we throw our heads in front of it and things like that. So the concussion aspect completely, completely agree. Um, I I I don't know if we are close to a a change uh, in the in the goalkeeper end. I think you know you're looking at something along the lines where it was a drastic change to not be able to pick the ball back up anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, roll it out and come back, and you have to use your feet. and That changed how goalkeepers uh, became players. Um, you know, you you couldn't. You when you're trained now, you you are a, a field player more so when you're developing. Uh, you then can become a goalkeeper, but you're a field player first. That was never the case, you know, as yeah. a, as a youngster. Uh, but I, I just don't see a, a change happening
2: aerially. I think hmm. that Higuain has major responsibility to understand what he's getting into there because
1: that's legal. What Neuer did, no call on him on that play. No card on him on that play, um, it, it, unless I'm I'm mistaken. No, you're uh, right. You know it was uh, it was box. Everybody had a, a, a gasp moment when it happened, but at the end of the day, you you get into the box and and uh, it's not you know it, it really isn't free reign for the goalkeeper to do what the the goalkeeper can can do, and you know they don't just have rain to start just throwing throwing bones sure. around <laughs> sure. uh, you know and, and, and knees and legs and what have you and boots up and uh, things like this but you know I remember Charlie Lyon Charlie uh, I wasn't at the game um, I was already gone from Marquette but he was playing Connecticut and a guy with a, a very good uh, set of skills came in on uh, and in on Charlie and the ball was free and Charlie came out strong hands to the ball. The guy got his leg underneath Charlie to try to tap home a goal. And Charlie snapped his tip fib in a real fair challenge. Oh, and, uh, it was tough for Charlie. He, you know, we talked that night. He ended up getting in touch with the ki- the, the kid at the hospital, wow. uh, reached out to him and everything else. And Charlie's a consummate pro. Uh, as we all know, he's LAFC now. And, uh, at the end of the day, he didn't. He didn't do anything wrong. There was no. There was no um, uh, foul in that situation. What it was was again that clash of. I'm going to put my leg in, where it's going to be really dangerous, yeah. and the goalkeeper can come out here, not thinking about my leg. They've just got to exit strong, and within the rules of the game. And that's what happened, and it ended up being a significant tip-tip-tip-snap. And, you know, that's that's tough, and no one wants to see that. But the other option is Charlie just decides to go bum to the ground and X himself out and yeah. hope that he can get his body behind it. And You know, no forward likes to see hands at their feet, and that's what goalkeepers are trained to do is get their hands first because hands make saves, hands collect soccer balls, feet don't, and chests don't, hands possess, so, and you have your best control, so I, I don't know, that would be a big shift for me, but, hey stranger things have happened
0: <laughs> you started talking about the, the passback rule changed maybe a week or two ago, I watched the um, the 1990 NCAA final with UCLA <laughs> and Rutgers uh, with Brad Friedel as a freshman and goalkeeper um, and, uh, you know, they kept doing it the entire game, I must to watch it at least probably fifteen, twenty times, or they just pass it out, pass it back into the goalkeeper, and you know that's how the goal kick was taken. But um, but yeah, no, I and it, it's tough because it's tough to draw a rule or a law from a a freak accident or, or something that maybe shouldn't have happened but did. Uh, and you know, I didn't see that play with, with Lyon, but you know that's a good example of you know both parties have to to you know protect themselves. You know, do we change the game based off someone doing something they shouldn't? Um, but you know, I, it feels like the position has kind of always been a little bit of an uphill battle. Of you know, it's the classic idea of um, you know, if you if you have an amazing game as a goalkeeper, but given one goal, like you know, you're you're the uh, the goat there of or the scapegoat of like why you lost, right? Um, so it kind of always feels like goalkeepers are kind of moving a little bit or fighting uphill as far as what they own so it wouldn't surprise me if they shifted more towards protecting field players in that sense Uh, but uh, what happened with tackles from behind I mean tackles from behind used to be allowed Yeah, not allowed
1: but they weren't dealt with as harshly as they are now you know nowadays you get tackled from behind, and it—you you, know—you run the risk of a red card. Yeah. You can stand up and and give you the your
0: hands in a circle shape, and the ball, ball, ball is a universal signal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, all cra- it's all crap. If you you know
2: affected, excuse me, if you affected the player in
1: possession, and uh, you know you run the risk because of how much you can hurt somebody, you run the risk of a red card. So you know anything can. Anything can happen. That's for sure. But you know, short of the, short of taking away things like you know, all right, you can't you can't get the ball back to the goalkeeper in any capacity anymore. Mm. Um, you know, once they play it, they have to play it with their feet. You can't head it back to them, thigh it back to them, chest it back to them. You just can't do that anymore. You know, that's a, another area where some things could change. Um, but you know taking away the opportunity, okay, the ball's served into the box, and now, you know, you can't use your your hands unless you're maybe inside the six. You know, that takes away range extension. Maybe that takes away a goalkeeper situation like that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I taught with Friedel that summer uh, at Parkside. Joe Moschnick's, I uh, love the guy, Joe Moshnik, yeah. um taught him, with him at his camp. Uh, Joe Moschnick's number one, And, uh, uh, you know, we didn't talk about the, the, that situation, uh, that game, uh, but he was, uh, he was there fresh off of, uh, off of UCLA and coming all the way out to Kenosha, Wisconsin for the, for Moshnik's camp. Um, and he was, you know, he was a stud back then and,
0: and obviously earned everything that he's done and now, you know, doing what he's doing with New England. Yeah. I, uh, I thought that was so funny is we're getting away from the point now, but on a side note, I thought it was so funny watching him in goal of just some kid from Ohio had kind of walked into the number one spot at UCLA. And I was just thinking like, how, like how in the world did that happen? You know, he had, he had been mostly unrecruited, you know, going through his uh, biography right now, but uh, his book, but he'd been mostly unrecruited until kind of late. And I forget exactly, but they stumbled on him and, you know, kind of rest is history, but yeah, I, um, anyways, I, on unless I know I'm not talking about anything <laughs> we started on here, but I don't know if you caught Dr. Joe's, um, hall of fame speech, man, I really enjoyed that. Um, I don't know if you, I, I, to be honest, I like Scurry's a little bit more cause she went through a lot of hell to kind of end up where she was now. And, um, she has an amazing story, but I really like Dr. Joe's as well. Uh, if you, if you haven't heard him, I'd, I'd highly go rec- recommend it. I did
1: not see it, and I will because I keep in touch with Doctor Joe. Uh, I really, really, really hold him, Dan Gaspar, uh, Rest in Peace, Tony DiCicco, uh, in really, really high regard, and mm-hmm. um, without a without a doubt. And uh, so those guys are, are mentors of mine, and I've, I've gotten to know Dan Gaspar uh, from afar more than uh, I ever did with Tony.
2: We did have some moments of silence in the summer that Tony passed away, and then. Dr. Joe being able to work for him and break bread with him at his
1: house and, you know etc mm. I, I did see Brianna's uh, speech I did not
0: see doctors so I'm
1: gonna find that and I'll find that today
0: yeah 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 it's, a, it's really it's surprisingly funny <laughs> which I wasn't expecting but he seems yeah. like a guy that's got a good wit to him so oh yeah your feet must get your hands to the ball.
1: <laughs> Connecticut accent yeah,
0: absolutely yeah. decent decent, decent. <laughs> Oh, yeah.